With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. edition of Top Rope Report here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and TalkShoe.com. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. What's going on, Nug? Hey, what's up, Trevor? Uh, you know, not much, not much, just... uh. I'm doing all right. You know, legs are still a little bit sore, but that's to be expected. Kind of chilly up here in the Northeast. Uh, for those well, people. Yeah. You're inside. You got a lot over a shirt. Yeah, it's been cold here. It's been cold in here all day. It's been cold outside, real windy, and everything. It's supposed to be a nice day tomorrow, so we'll uh, we'll have to see what what kind of weather Mother Nature is going to give us. So. So Monday Night Raw is in the books. We'll we'll definitely go over the, we'll definitely go over the matches. Uh, I get to go first this week. Woo! But uh, looking forward to talking some Monday Night Raw. Like I said earlier, there was uh, we'll be discussing the um, pay per view, the premium live event. Excuse me, that's coming up on May the eighth. I don't think there's been much many changes, but we'll still uh, we'll still talk about the card and. Like I said, I'm going to mention a little bit of PAPW tonight with their with their show coming up on Saturday at the PAPW training facility. So, but yeah, I mean, my my take on Monday Night Raw was it was okay. I mean, you know, there was one really good match, to my opinion. I thought there was one really good match. We'll discuss that uh, when we talk about the matches, but. I mean, what what did you think of it? I mean, it was Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And, you know, it just, well, once again, we'll get into each matches and segments that were, um, that were important enough to talk about. Right. Um, but just, just like you, sorry, I'm trying to get myself situated here, like, WWE for all 20 years. 
had a great career, multiple time champion, definite Hall of Famer. I thought the yeah, I thought the the beginning segment was was great. I mean, all the people out there celebrating him and you know, talking about his career, showing highlights of his early on in his career. They bought out Cody Rhodes, which was a pretty good reunion. You know, that was, that was nice to see uh, two former legacy members together again. And um, I, I was, you know, pretty impressed by the way they did the entire um, celebration. I gave, I gave the celebration an A. Oh, okay. I rewatched uh, it. I rewatched it. I okay. I know I gave it. A, I know I think I gave it a B minus during the beginning of the week or something, but I rewatched it. And um, I, I I may have to rewatch it because um, it started out up here for me, and then as it started and continued, it just went down. Um, I thought the video package was excellent. Um, showing some great moments that Randy Orton's had in the ring and outside the ring. Um, it, it was phenomenal. Um, then when we got into the banter, um, it kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah, kind of after Cody Roach came out, there was a loud pop, the two of them hugged me. Um, then Seth Rollins, then Kevin, then Ezekiel, then Kevin Owens, and then it just turned into why did you have to, in my opinion, ruin the Randy Orton 20 year celebration with that stupid banter? Right. I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like the positioning of that. You could have found another way to do it. Creative could have let Randy Orton have his moment. Let yep. him have it. Um, I understand, you know, we'll get to that later in the match. Um, but I, I just, I, I gave it a C plus. I oh, just, okay. I didn't, I didn't like the fact that they just kind of, it's like one of those, you know, there's a nice, big, beautiful building and then they put some ugly ass graffiti right. on it. Yep. Thanks for, uh, uh, we just got a couple of messages from the fog man. Trivia eight three. Yeah, that's a that's an old joke we uh we talk about. But uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in, Fog Man. He's uh the president, CEO, and founder of the talk show Center Ring, which can be seen at WPAA on Thursday nights. So thanks for joining in, Mike. Well, he it's six o'clock and it's Thursday. He better get his ass in gear now. <laughs> I know. But uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's got a great show, so definitely tune in. Um, then they had the actual first match of the night, which kind of surprised me that it was the first match of the night, but it was Bianca Belair um, versus Sonya Deville. Um, <laughs> the match was exactly what you thought it was going to be. Um, it was a prolonged squash match. So they got it a little offense here, a little offense there, but there was never, never a moment in time that you thought Saudi was going to win. Um, started out bad as far as I'm concerned with 
Sonya Deville coming out to the ring during the commercial break. They didn't even like have her come out and then go to a commercial break like they do on ninety percent of their matches, which boggled my mind. Um, Carmella and Zelina Vega coming down, kind of making it a three-on-one. You kind of then lost a lot of legitimacy with Carmella and Zelina Vega to be anything because they couldn't even assist Sonya Deville well enough to win the match. Right. Um, I mean, and then I guess part of that was the next thing right after the match when it came back, um, Zelina and Carmella were backstage arguing. Sonya Deville came back. Um, first slap, Queen Zelina, um, which was a nice little, you know, and then... You know, Carmella went to slap her and she stopped her, and then came the. I mean. That was a Will Smith <laughs> slap. Carmella. Um, it was one hell of a smack. Um, just because of that, I think that saved it, and I'll give it a C minus. Okay. Other than that, it would have been honestly like a D to D plus. Okay. Before I give my take on this match, were you surprised at how little offense Sonya Deville had in the match? Well, yeah, that's what I said. It was a yeah. prolonged squash match. Yep. It wasn't a uh, Bianca Miller, Becky Lynch squash match at SummerSlam. Right. It, yeah, I was surprised at how much, you know, yeah, I lack of offense there was. I definitely was as well. And, um, I, you know, there was no surprise in this match. We knew Bianca Belair was going to win the match. And, uh, you know, the thing, like you said, with, um, with Selena and Carmella coming out, they didn't help her at all one bit. And, it just seemed, you know, to me, I thought it was a waste of time to even have that match because it just went so short and maybe they're just building up for future matches down the road. So I agree with Dirk Grade and gave it a C minus. Okay. Then we had a match um, of the ages uh, Veer Mahan versus Sam Smothers. Ooh, Sam Smothers. I mean, there's really not much I... I mean, every time we do a show and we talk about Veer Mahan, there's really not much to say because you really can't... I mean, he's an impressive-looking... He's an impressive-looking guy in the ring. But he hasn't competed against anybody to see what kind of real true talent he has in the ring and to see how much punishment he can take. I mean, he's fighting these guys, you know, that are popcorn vendors, janitors, ticket stub takers. I mean, I understand that, you know, they're enhancement talent and they want to, and their job is to put over the, the stars and everything. But I mean, come on, at least, at least get somebody out there that's going to wrestle that has a heartbeat. And only because of that, I gave the match a D. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I think the match lasted, it had to be less than a minute, I think. I mean, it was just a quick little squash match. Um, I don't, I think he looks forcibly impressive. I mean, he's got the hair and the big beard, but on his arms, he's got the, like a band here and then a band here to make his arm look a little bit more muscular. It's kind of like when, you know, old school and they did this and, you know, yeah. You make your muscle and you push them from behind to make it bigger. It, it, that's kind of you know. It's to me, it looks false advertising. Got some guns um, there, Greg. 
Huh? You got some guns there. Well, I guess, <laughs> but, you know, what happened was rolling with this wheelchair all the time. Um, but it, it, he just, he, and everything that they're doing with him to me is just looking too forced. And I, I really, really, really am not going to judge any single match higher than a D until, like you said, he gets into a real competition. Right. Not this, you know, local, independent, you know, wrestling talent um, that doesn't do anything just <laughs> to get their ass kicked. Yep. Then next up, we had the um, showdown between Omos and Lashley um, in an arm wrestling contest. I don't know. Um, I, I, I didn't like the segment at all. You were in a lot of words there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... This, to me, this segment made Beer Mahan's match look okay. It, it was, it was, uh, okay, the actual maybe arm wrestling aspect of it eh, was okay. Right. Um, but afterwards, when Omos was beating on Lashley, he was taking his head and it wasn't even really vicious kind of pushing it down into padded things that were on the table. How the fuck is that going to do anything to anybody? Yep. And then when he picked up the table and he was squishing him with it, he wasn't hitting him. He was like putting it down on him with the cushion part of the table on the end. It, it just a D plus. I'll give it a D plus. Okay. Only because... Bobby Lashley actually won. I thought the way it was going to go was Lashley was going to be close to beating him and the MVP was going to like attack right. or hit Bobby Lashley. But I'll bump it up from a D minus to a D plus just because they actually had somebody, and I'll say quote unquote, win. Yep. Um, I, I agree because, I mean, the arm whenever they have arm wrestling segments on, it kind of goes like a contract signing. You know something's going to happen. Yeah. Whether somebody gets attacked or, or whatever, I was I was surprised that you know the arm wrestling match finished completely before something happened. They waited for yeah. the arm wrestling yeah. match. To, they waited until after and something happened. But I, I could have done without without this whole segment because I mean they're they're they made Bobby Lashley look kind of weak, and Bobby Lashley has got to be one of the three strongest guys in the WWE. And yeah, Omos is Omos, you know, he's this big, you know, yeah. powerful, destructible human being, so I understand why they did it that way. Yeah, um, I agree with you, I gave it a D plus. Okay. And then, just when we thought we had, you know, safely gotten back on the boat, maybe, um, the boat we got on was still sinking. Um, we then had a mixed tag team match of Reggie and Dana Brooke um, versus Tamina and Akira Tozawa. Um, mm. I guess that means Reggie took Dana's last name in the marriage. Mm -hmm. um, it started out with a little segment with our truth trying to be a couple's tongues or whatever, uh, then went to the match. 
I could have done without it. Didn't uh, didn't need to see it. It was stupid. Um, they just had too many, you know, too many switching around and everything. And Akira Tozawa actually getting the the victory, which kind of surprised me that he got the pinfall win. Um, I just hope that they don't keep dragging this thing out as a mixed tag team match because it's it's stupid. And I I gave it an F. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There was nothing. You got actually nothing out of it. Um, it wasn't even funny. I know. Uh, I mean, I was backstage with the marriage counseling thing, and then afterwards, him trying to pin Dana Brooke after the match was over. It just the whole thing was just absolutely stupid. Yes, it was. Um, the only thing, and I won't take credit for something that you know, one of the things when I read about somebody else's view on it. Um, that Sonya Deville has been um, pushing for positive um, LGBTQ representation for years on WWE, being a lesbian herself. Um, and there are openly other WWE superstars that have come out as lesbian or even bisexual. Yep. Um, so WWE starting to tease two women being attracted to each other, or Tamina being attracted to Dana Brooke, I'm thinking it might have a little influence on Sony Deville's, you know, representation in the company. Um, that was the only thing that prevented us from getting an F minus. Right. And I can I can basically say the same thing about Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley in the beginning. Because I thought those two were kind of like really, really friendly at first and Oh yeah, yeah. we were friends. I don't think I didn't get any type of um, quote unquote lesbian oh, okay. feelings at all personally. And if you did, then I missed it. Oh okay. Then after that, we had the um, first appearance from Becky Lynch um, since WrestleMania. Um, first time on Monday Night Raw, first time appearance anywhere. Um, well, she had done a, a house show the, the weekend before, but um, she came out and, you know, was was very, you know, abrupt and, you know, was kind of down and then realized that the, you know, the great thing is, is the rise back up. Um, saying how there was nobody, she's going to destroy everybody and this and that. Um, you know, she'd hit rock bottom, so she had to, to work her way back up to the top. Um, and, and then she said the magic words, nobody can stop me. And the return of Asuka, um, who then later on in the promo, the flick her around the world. That was funny. As she just flicked yep. Becky Lynch's nose. Um, it, was, it was good. Um Becky Lynch is it's just, you know, good out of Mike. Asuka, uh, you know, did a little, I was kind of hoping that maybe her character would have changed a little bit, but nope, she did her own, oh, oh, yeah. you know, dancing around, yep. shit. Okay. All right. Um, obviously, this is going to be a feud that they're going to have. Um, I don't know if they're going to continue the Sony Deville, Bianca Belair thing or what. I'm not really sure who Bianca's real next challenge is going to be, 
but right now it's like me Becky Lynch or Oscar. Right. Um, I get the whole promo and the whole segment of B. Okay. Yeah, Sportskeeda was reporting that Asuka and Becky Lynch could possibly be a real good women's non-title match feud. And I, I, I agree wholeheartedly, but, but the look on Becky Lynch's face when Oscar's music hit and she just dropped the microphone and, you know, you had made mention earlier when we were talking in our, uh, uh, in our meetings that we have during the week about the different look Becky Lynch has. I think they're making her out to be a cuckoo bird now, but I don't know. Oh, it's just her hair got cut and she had to get a new hairstyle. So it's not kind of the wavy long hairstyle, it's just straight and flat. And, you know, to see Asuka, you know, back was, was good. I mean, you know, she was out all that time. She could have picked up a little bit better English. But, um... That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking for a second. <laughs> I think you're at home all this time. I mean, why couldn't you just get one of those, you know, tapes and put it in your right. you know, DVD or, or something? Google Translate at your sense. Yep. Yeah, I Right. Uh, I, and I gave the segment a B. And the reason I gave the segment a B was because A, the nose flick, which I thought was funny, and the look and reaction from Becky Lynch when Oscar came out, I thought that was, that was good. So I gave it a B. All right. Then, you know, we finally got back to another real match. Um, and this was Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Oh, not much. Really, not much I can say about that. I kind of figured, you know, Damian Priest would have got the win. Um, he's just come, I mean, he's, I like his new character. I like, you know, I like what they're doing with his new character. Being with Edge, you know, could that, could that vault his career somewhat? I, I think so, because, you know, we're probably not going to see Edge in the ring much more, like you had discussed earlier. And I just I just thought it was, it was you know, decent. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Uh, I mean, I thought the match was okay. Um, I mean, it wasn't a match that blew me away, but it also wasn't a match that I was like, uh, I got to watch this match and fast forward it through. Um, I, I I like the you know Edge's presence on the stage in the, the chair throne whatever. Um, I guess the stable that they're forming is called Judgment Day, um, and I, I if they're gonna do anything with the group, they they better start expanding it very 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 soon. Right. I don't want to wait a month to a month and a half. Um, I. You know, okay, but the next picture we have the third member come out or whatever. I guess that's okay. Uh, um, but, you know, we don't have the hurt business anymore. Um, you know, New Day is just a two-man tag team. You know, the undisputed era obviously is nowhere to be found. So WWE really needs a nice, good, strong stable. Um, and I think this is a good start, and I think they need to move on expanding it quickly. Um, I, I gave it a B minus. Okay. Then we had another return. Um, first and foremost, we had a Miz TV segment where Miz had Theory out in the ring. Um, you know, he was trying, he was giving him some, 
useful advice on what to do, what not to do, yada, yada, yada. Um, he was, you know, talking about he's, uh, he should be a fighting champion and this and that. Um, then we had the surprise, and the, the big surprise, well, kind of, I think I mentioned it in Monkey's News last show, um, that Ali was going to be returning. There were, you know, one of the, you know, thoughts, quote-unquote thoughts, that I had read was that he was going to be aligned with Pierre Mahan. Obviously, that didn't happen, but he did make his triumphant return, um, which then turned into a match with Ali and Miz that was set up by Theory, um, and then a text message from Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, and the actual, don't kill me when I say it, the actual Miz TV segment part was one of the better Miz TVs I've seen in a while. Um, and then the match was good. Ali Mustafa, or Mustafa, depending on how you want to pronounce it, looked very good. Um, there was not much rust, showed why he's a good performer in the ring. I gave the whole thing a B plus. Okay, yeah, I agree with the, the segment on Miz TV. It, I thought it was one of his better, one of his better shows. Uh, Mustafa Ali coming out. I thought he would have did something with Theory first before Miz. But I wasn't disappointed. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a great segment. Um, but do you see somewhere down the line? Do you see somewhere down the line Miz versus Theory first, or Miz or or Theory versus Ali? Well, I thought that, and then I forgot about the part where the newly renamed Champa. He's no longer Tommaso Champa. He's just Champa. Um, attacked Mustafa Ali after the match. So I thought maybe Mustafa Ali was going to be the next contender for Theory, um, but maybe something's going to happen between right. you know, Mustafa Ali, which I'm assuming as soon, as, soon enough it's going to be Mustafa or just Ali. Right. Um, I, no, I, don't, I don't see I gave the whole, Theory at all. I gave the whole, I gave the whole, series, uh, the whole segment a B. Okay. Um, then we got to the main event of the night, um, the eight-man tag match that was set up, um, by the segment earlier in the show with RK Bro, um, Cody Rhodes and Ezekiel taking out the Usos, um, with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. What'd you think? I'll do what I can with this. I saw the first half of the match before I fell asleep, but, um, I was, really? yeah. I was looking forward to seeing um, this match. It started out, in my opinion, I thought it started out really well. Um, more and more, I'm not buying into this um, Ezekiel thing. We all know who it is. Um, yes, Elias is your brother. <laughs> okay. And... Um, but I, th I thought the, the match was, was probably the best one of the night from what I saw. <clears throat> I understand, you know, I, saw, I saw the end of it where Randy Orton's team got the win, as, as, as deservedly so, because, you know, it, it was his night. It was his celebration for 20 years. And um, 
I was I was pretty impressed with the way that uh, I was surprised that they made it eight man. And I mean, you know that that happened pretty quick when uh, Adam Pierce came out and you know we're gonna put you for it. You know that was that was pretty yeah. quick for him to make that match that that quickly. So I I gave it a B minus. Oh, wow! Everybody thought it was the best match of the night. Yeah. You gave it a B minus. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, I I mean I thought the match was very good. I mean, you had well, I'll say right now seven established above average wrestlers. Um, at the least. Um, you know, a couple great wrestlers. Five. No, above average, and then Ezekiel still, you know, the jury's still out on him, because I think he's better than people think he is, but he's still got to prove it. Um, it, the only negative about it was on the clock, I want to say the edge just started at like 10.28. The match itself didn't start till 10.40. 12 minutes of entrance time, including a commercial break, is just Too much. ridiculously stupid. Yep. And maybe that's why they had to have Sony Google come out without her entrance. These could just be in the ring because they needed to quote unquote save time. I don't know. Um, the match was really good. I love the ending with Red Fjord and RKO and the shit out of everybody. Um, and that's what I was talking about earlier when you know, I thought they, you know, them earlier in the show by having everybody else come in or to do this, do that. Uh, but then at the end, he did get his shining moment of the night. Um, I, I gave the whole thing a B plus. Okay. And it was like I said, it was definitely a well deserved uh, night for Randy Orton. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, that's our Monday Night Raw recap. Before we get to other news before we get to talking about the, uh, the premium live event coming up on May 8th and before I make a couple of uh, announcements about PAPW, it's my favorite part of the show. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. Thank you. Um, we, 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 we always talk, um, well, let me go to the other one first. Um, I pulled up an article. Um, that it lists wrestlers um, from AEW and well, from WWE and AEW who need a manager to unlock their full potential and take them from maybe here to here. Um, so I'm not going to mention AEW ones because I, I don't even I think the three names that are on here from AEW I don't even know and never even heard. Right. Um, but the first one they list from WWE is the one that we've been talking about for weeks. Um, and that's Ronda Rousey. Um, they feel that she could be a, a superstar uh, beyond compare um, and possibly one of the best WWE women wrestlers in the history of the company. I think that's an over-exaggeration, but um, they do feel that her um, downfall is her mic skills. Um, 
individuals that were well, three individuals um, that have kind of just been lost in the shuffle. Um, Ace, T-Bar, and Mansoor. Um, I know they're kind of already looking like LA Knight's going to be the mouthpiece for Mace and Mansoor. Um, but what, what do you think? Do you think with a, a good proper mouthpiece, do you think any of those three, none of those three, all those three could become something legitimate in WWE? I think with the proper mouthpiece, I think you can get T-Bar that could uh, that could make a big splash. Mansoor, well, I'm really still not sold on him. And Mace, I mean, if you put Mace and T-Bar together as a tag team and give them a manager, then that, that might uh, that might do something for, for the tag team division. But individual, I think if they're going to give uh, one of them a, man, a manager, I think it would be T-Bar. <laughs> the next one from the WWE list is Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know. I mean, I think Nakamura does okay on his own. I mean, at least when he talks, you can understand him a little bit. But giving him a manager won't hurt him. I mean, it'll it'll help his career, but I don't think it'll I don't think it'll hurt him at all. So, I mean, I could see okay. I, I could see him possibly doing it, but I really don't think he needs one. Next one they list, um, and this last one from WWE, is Gable Steveson. Uh, that one I don't know what to say, only because we've never seen him, never heard him. I mean, I know we had that one little segment and that one little thing at you know, WrestleMania, but right. I, I don't know. I, I can't make the judgment as to whether or not he's going to need um, – I think he might need um, representation when he first starts out. You know, get him, okay. the, get him the experience of a good manager that can walk him through the stuff. You know, get him in the get him in the gym doing his work, and you know, go with it from there. You know, don't just put him out in the ring by himself with very little professional experience because you know professional wrestling is a lot different than NCAA. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But I, I don't know. I just think you need to see what type of wrestler and what type of person he's going to be before we give him a mouthpiece. Okay. All right. Um, pulled up a list of um, five superstars that really need a face turn. Um, and I want your opinion, yes or no. First one they list is they think it's long overdue for the new day to turn heel. No, I don't think so. I mean, they're still over oh. with they're still over with the crowd. Um, well, I'll say yes and no. I'll say no because they're still over with the crowd, but yes because it's just the two of them. You know, Biggie's not in the picture anymore. Exactly. So. That, that's my thought. Um, without Biggie being there, um, I think if you're ever going to turn a new day heel, now is a good time. Um, they 
suggest the return of the Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre. Uh, no, nah, I don't see Drew McIntyre going heel, especially if they're going to put him in a program with Roman Reigns. What if it happens right after his um, shoot with Roman Reigns because it becomes because he fails? Okay, I can see that. I can see that happening. Yeah, I'd like to see Champa go. I'd like to see Champa go heel and join up with Edge and Damian Priest. I think that, that would absolutely, absolutely agree. I think and that I would think make his career. That when he attacked Mustafa Ali. Yep. I mean, he was a great heel in NXT, and yeah. I think I think it would really boost his career in WWE right now if he did that. Uh, turn him heel as the demon, as the demon king. Well, but you see, that means we'd have to see the demon king a lot more than we see him now, and we only see him on certain certain occasions. So I think they right. should. I think they should leave Finn Balor, you know, where he is. It's now, I mean, when he was at, once again, correct me if I'm wrong, because it was a while ago when he was a full time member of NXT before he made his debut in WWE. He was the demon all the time, wasn't he? Every match. I don't ever remember seeing videos of matches I, I that think he so. wasn't, you know, the demon. I think so. And then the last one is something that they've been saying, I mean, fans have been saying forever, um, and that's John Cena turning keel. Nah. Um, nah yeah, I don't, I don't I ever, even, ever. I don't even think we'll see John Cena back. And and if we see him if we see him back it'll be as a, as an entrant in the Royal Rumble, I believe. And then he'll win it and main event against the the Rock. Right. <laughs> Seed in the Rock three. Right. Um also for the most of four superstars that desperately need a character change. And once again, just do you agree or do you not agree? First on the list, I'm gonna all just say yes, absolutely two hundred percent, and that's two drop. Yeah, I agree. Character change all the way. Yeah, name everything. Yep. Just um, Happy Corbin and the Happy Hour needs to go away. Yes, it does. Totally, yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. It's what I kind of disagree with. And this is theories, match ending selfies. You kind of disagree with it? Yeah, I, I like it. I yeah. think it's something. Me too. You know, that, that is a little humorous. I don't think it's time. I don't think it's been around that long as to where you should be sick and tired of it already. Right. Um, and then speaking of Dewdrop and name changes, just the last little thing here. 
Um, I have a list of um, wrestlers that have had their name changed. Um, first one, and this is for no reason, either some of these. Um, Katana Chance. Do you know who that is? Yeah, was? yeah that was... Um... Kelsey something? No, Casey. Or Casey. Casey Cantanzaro from NXT. Yep. yep. Next one is Alba Fire, spelled with a Y. I don't know that. Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray, okay. Yeah. Next one I have no idea who it is. Cruz Del Toro uh, was named Raul Mendoza. Um, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. Um, are now pretty deadly in NXT. This one I have no idea. Kiana James from known as Kyla Inlay. Never heard of her. Um, Sanja, formerly known as Sarab, the guy that, that used to accompany, um, what's his name there? Um, Grayson Waller. Yeah. Way, that big guy. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser. Do you know who that used to be? Yeah, he was with uh, Imperium. Yeah, Marcel Barthel. Yep. And Gunther. Yep. Or they know as Walter. Raquel Rodriguez, formerly known as Raquel Gonzalez. Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunn. Champa, formerly known as Tommaso Champa. Ezekiel, formerly known as Elias. Yep. And then obviously Washington's absent. The last one they list is Theory, formerly known as Austin Theory. Right. And that's Nuggies News. All right, great. Awesome job. Uh, yeah, so now we got uh premium live event coming up. It's so uh, a WrestleMania backlash. Uh, I don't believe that there's been any changes in the cards since the last show we did. And other has been? Yeah, they officially added Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Okay. All right. Uh, now that'll give them, what, six matches now? Right now they have six matches. All right. If they were to go with eight matches and add two more, who do you think they should add? Um, or who, who would you get behind seeing where when the match came on, You'd really be interested in watching it. I mean, I think we're going to see Becky Lynch Asuka. Um, they have to get another women's match on there. Right. I don't think you're going to pay for just the one. Um, unless they're going to do a women's tag team, Shayna and Natalia versus Sasha um, and Naomi. Sorry. Yeah. They, they, don't um, have, um, they don't have Bianca. On the car, on the on the show yet? No. Okay. Because I know they only have. Who would be fighting? Probably Sonya Deville. But that's what I mean. It just right now that we just had that one match. Right. Um. So they've got to put another women's match on there. What one? Maybe they put two. I don't know. Um. But the other one is your. You've got to find a match for Roman Reigns. I just 
don't see how you can have a premium live event without the whatever the hell they call now WWE Universal. Yep. Whatever champion, man. You know he's got you know the. WWE Championship and the Universal Title. Right. Um, how can this man not be on the premium live event? Exactly. So they may throw something together. Maybe it winds up being Drew McIntyre. Maybe it's still Shipskin. I saw another article today, you know, saying these, you know, couple rumored matches to be added, and Roman Reigns Nakamura was still one of the matches. Um, to be right. I can't believe that they've gone this long without putting a match in with Roman because you're talking WrestleMania backlash. You're talking matches from the biggest event of the year, and you don't have Roman scheduled for a match yet. I'm I'm well, surprised. It has anything to do. I mean, this is my personal thinking. I really think he did something to his shoulder at WrestleMania. So I think personally, I think WWE is protecting it. It could have just been a pulled muscle. I mean, it could have been nothing. Um, obviously, I don't think it was something that serious where he would need surgery. Right. But I think it's something where, you know what? You know, sometimes your legs and knees just sore and you need to take a day off. You know, I think it's one of those things where he was, you know, hurting and they wanted to give him time to heal. Well, they had said something about they thought his shoulder might have been uh, dislocated when he was in the Kimura lock from Brock Lesnar. Right. So that probably could have been one of the reasons why they didn't do anything with him and give him time to heal before they put in before. That's why I think if he's not 100%, then they would put him against Nakamura as opposed to Drew McIntyre. Because I think think Drew McIntyre will give him a tougher match than Nakamura will. Don't get me wrong. Nakamura's a good wrestler, but he's no Drew McIntyre. So that's how I think it's gonna it's gonna work out. So, but we'll have to see. That's why WWE makes the matches and we don't. Yeah, yeah. and it's and and I, I'll I'll probably continuously and consistently keep saying this until I'm blue in the face. Um, but Oscar's now back. Um, Lacey Evans is coming back. They had that segment on SmackDown with what's that fucking Chin Lee or whatever. What the hell is her name? Zia Lee. Yes, Zia Lee. <laughs> Chin Lee. Um, <laughs> obviously, I mean, they still have do drop around. I mean, Dana Brooke and Tamina... Um, Bailey's right around the corner coming back. You need, I think WWE needs to get a secondary title, a mid-level title. Yeah, because they all come back. You're looking at another revamped women's division. Alexa Bliss, I mean, what are you doing with these women? Because you can't do anything with them. Because you only have the, the two of them together, the Raw and the SmackDown Women's titles. You know, you don't have that next level title. Right. You can only have so many main roster people go down the feud with NXT talent for so long. You know, you 
Yes. Yep. Exactly. Also, I want to make mention that former WWF wrestlers and TNA Impact Women's Champions, the Iconics, have now given up wrestling. The Inspiration. The Inspiration, yep. They have, they have decided to walk away from wrestling to pursue other interests. So, good luck to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what it is, they don't know. They just have other dreams right. um, that they are they're aspiring to accomplish. Um, so yep. you know, it is what it is. Right. You know, good luck with good luck to them, whatever they choose to do. And um, you know, it's it's sad because I thought they were a pretty good team when they were in WWE. But, yeah, but they, they were closer to Carmella than they were Right. Charlotte. They were more interest they were more in, interested in their looks than anything else. Now you, mentioned, now you mentioned the secondary title for the women. It's obviously going to be a singles title. Um, well, yeah, yeah, a TV champion maybe, or a women, a women, women's intercontinental champion, or, or whatever. No, I, I, don't, I don't want them doing that. I, I don't. You don't need to share. You know. Okay. Called the North American title. Right. I, I don't know. But like I said, you know, with all them, uh, with all them scheduled to come back, they're gonna. It looks like the women's division is gonna get revamped, and it might get pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Nikki Ash, which I'm surprised wasn't on that list of uh, superstars. I need to change their gimmick because I think that, you know, almost a superhero gimmick is done. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just brought up Raquel Rodriguez. Sorry, Raquel. Yeah, Rodriguez. I mean. Shotzi, they have so many women now um, that you can only have so many, you, you can only do so many triple threat four-way matches for a title yep. to keep everybody involved. So Absolutely. I totally agree. So WrestleMania Backlash, a week from this Sunday at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Hopefully they'll put a couple more matches together and we'll have an eight-card an eight card match. Yep. Have more, oh more yeah. Matches. So we'll have to see uh, what Doug. Nothing I did read um, is uh, Peacock is really interested um, in WWE really making big deals um, with all premium live events um, and doing all premium live events in stadiums and leave your SmackDown and Monday Night Raws to the arenas. Right, I read something um, about that. Yeah, that yeah, that would be huge for crowds. So, I mean, what do you, I mean, right now, I mean, let's see, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. I think it holds like 15,000, um, something like that. 14, 15,000. For concerts, it's this 14,000. Basketball, 12,000 for tech. Um, so, you know, would you, so you figure they're going to have, you know, 13, 12, 14,000 people there. <clears throat> Do you 
them being able to do an event like this at, and I'm just going to say just because it's still in the Northeast, although you're not going to do an outdoor, you know, but Gillette Stadium, where you can seat 70,000. Uh, for Backlash? Well, yeah, for a Backlash. I don't, that's what they're looking at. I don't. It's, it's going forward, putting all premium live events in stadium-sized places. Well, if they do that, then they're going to have to put together a lot of matches, a lot of top A-plus matches, because if you put this WrestleMania Backlash card in a stadium with the card they have now, I don't think you'll draw 40000 Well, that's the thing. Yep. Is, is what, that, that's the whole, well, then even if you're able to draw just 40000 and you only use, you know, one half of the stadium, um, still 40000 is a lot more than 14,000. Yeah, true. But I think they should take the big four and keep them in stadiums. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's obvious. But once again, I don't know if Peacock um, gets a cut of ticket sales or if more people watch when they're in, in, in stadiums in their eyes as opposed to this fucking sun's pissing me off. <laughs> um, or if they get, you know, the, you know, the big, you know, stadiums. Right. I don't know why Peacock would care where a premium live event was held. It, it, it's my question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yes. They, and I'd like to get your honest opinion on this. They give us Raw and SmackDown live on Mondays and Fridays. Do you think Peacock would be a bigger, more watchable WWE show if they did a replay of Monday Night Raw? No, not really. No, because I know sometimes when I, I know sometimes when I watch a replay, I always say, "Well, I'm watching highlights." Because when I watch it on the YouTube videos, they only show like. 50 minutes of the show. Well, yeah. I mean, if you watch it on Hulu, but in hour, I see about an hour and a half of it. And same thing on SmackDown. I mean, I've seen the whole show. Right. So maybe that right now, Hulu has a contract to replay WWE shows. Maybe when that contract runs out, they'll start showing those on Peacock. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, so like I said, getting into another bit of news. One second. Okay. All right. All right, so like I said, getting into another bit of news. This Saturday at the PAPW training facility, Point Blank will be holding it, will be hosting a show. And a couple of the matches that have already been, huh? Uh, the way you oh. said that just sounded confusing. Oh, um, a couple of the matches that have already been signed is going to be Bull Dread against Zachariah Gibbs, um, which will be an interesting match because Bull Dread trains Zachariah Gibbs, so it's like the trainer and the, the teacher against the student. And um, then you have the Fatal Four Way for the PAPW Championship with. Chris Battle, 
Um, Bloodsaw, Champion Matias, and Lucas Chase, which I think you've got four of the top stars in PAPW in one match, in a fatal four-way match, and that's going to be a tremendous match. So, but like I said, you know, you definitely want to go out and check it out if you're in the area. It's PAPW's Point Blank this Saturday, April 30th at the PAPW training facility at 662 Co. Avenue in East Haven, Connecticut. Definitely want to check that out. Also, there's uh, Test of Strength Wrestling coming up. And congratulations goes out to Matt DeCourt, who has been named the official ring announcer of the EP, EPW, I believe the new wrestling that's coming in from uh, um, the House of Pains uh, organization. Right. They just named Matt DeCourt as their official ring announcer. So congratulations to Matt, well-deserved. He does a great job. And uh, hopefully, you know, we get a chance to get out there and see an EPW show sometime. And I know we won't be disappointed. Also, one other match. Huh? No, after that, we'll be disappointed. One other match on the card is going to be for the PAPW Tag Team Championship. It will be the Haven defending against the Hispanic Mechanics, formerly Jose and Jose B. I think... I think the Hispanic mechanics have come real close to winning tag team gold and PAPW numerous times. I wouldn't be, I'm not going to say they're going to win it Saturday, but I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere along the line they end up with PAPW tag team gold. Yeah, another point blank. I'm not, I was strong. You said it. I was looking up information about it. Uh, Elijah six verse, um, Mills Hendricks. Elijah Six, another up and coming star in PAPW. He's got some talent. Oh, they got all kind of. You said the four way, um, the Haven, um, RJ Rude um, returns to yep. stay who he's wrestling. Um, and then a triple threat match. Um, Jared Diaz versus Mark Alexander versus Steven Garcia. I know Steven Garcia was just on our buddy um, Rick Del Santos podcast. Yes. Um, PWZ. Um, yep. That was on uh, Monday. Right. Good show. And, um, but I saw that Alexander wrestle one time before and he's he's not a bad wrestler he's got some talent so i think he'll uh, i think he'll go places in in papw but uh you know like i said don't forget you know if you're in the area stop by check it out support your local indie federations because that's right now indie wrestling is is the, is, is the hotbed in new england right now so you definitely want to check it out so but yeah so I mean, any, what do we got for SmackDown? This, oh, th- that's right. One thing I want to talk to you about for, for SmackDown. Um, yes. This beat the clock challenge. What, what does the person with the best time get? No clue. No clue. I know. I don't know. And what are the matches? What are the matches? Ronda against who? 
I mean, you haven't beat the clock challenge. At least you can tell us who they're facing and what the comp. They never do. Yeah, they never do. Oh. They never. I, don't, not, I mean, they might announce at the beginning of the show. Um, Greg Nugster Chester is watching. Thanks for tuning in, Greg. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I thought I didn't know I was watching. I thought I was participating. Yeah, well, I know. All right, hold on. I know, because I saw it, and I was like, well, the Beat the Clock Challenge. I wonder what the winner of the Beat the Clock Challenge gets. <clears throat> I mean, you know, they talked about, you know, you know, the winner getting a date with trivia, but I wasn't aware of that. So. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I remember. All right. So if you remember, this week at WWE, um, is in London. So, SmackDown tomorrow night was taped after SmackDown last Friday. Okay. So, um, the scheduled matches, um, obviously Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn in a steel cage. Yep. Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair each, and, and, and as you said, beat the clock challenges. Um, Ronda Rousey takes on Shotzi, oh. and Charlotte Flair takes on Aaliyah. Okay. Um, there's the Ricochet verse of Shanky for the Intercontinental title. Um. And then, they, I mean, they list Happy Corbin um, doing a uh, Happy Talk and his guest is Mad Cat Moss. Um, Naomi takes on Shayna Baszler. Kane Woods takes on Rich Holland. Sheamus takes on Kofi Kingston. Could be a good show. Yeah. But, I mean, you got, like you said, you got Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi and Aaliyah versus Charlotte Flair. Well, I I think we know who's going to win the Beat the Clock Challenge. <laughs> Charlotte. Why do you say that? Uh, I don't think I don't think Aaliyah is that great. I think you know. Yeah, you think Shotzi is? Well, I mean, I think you know Shotzi's a scrapper. I mean, she'll she'll you know hold her own for with Ronda Rousey uh, for I'm a couple just, minutes. I'm just glad to see she's out of the witness protection program. You're going to let her wrestle on TV. Right. So, I mean, I think uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who has the better match, who has who wins the Beat the Clock Challenge, and what do they get? So, I don't, yeah, I don't know. They didn't say anything. But, I mean, what, what, what advantage can you give somebody in an I quit match? If, I mean, what the winners say, okay, you can't use this move. Right. I mean, that be what it is. Ronda Rousey or Charlotte, whoever with it, Ronda Rousey does it quicker. She tells Charlotte you can't use the figure eight. And if Charlotte has a quicker time, you can't use the armor. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, but it would also take something away from the match, I think. You know, because you're taking away. Well, it depends the... on who wins. Yeah, true. But I mean, even okay. if you, 
you did a simulation like that, you that would. I would think if you're going to do a simulation like that, then Charlotte would be able to tell Ronda you can't use this move, and then Ronda Rousey would quote unquote overcome adversity, not being able to use her move, but make Charlotte quit. Right. Because, or, or vice versa. Right. Because you know, if you're going to put Charlotte over as the winner, then have her not be able to beat Ronda Rousey, or have her be able to beat Ronda Rousey without using the figure eight. Yep. Because you know what? Never said I couldn't use the figure four. You know. Right. Used it that way to do it. So. Plus, Ronda's got a, got quite a bit more in her arsenal than just the armbar. So. But, yeah, I know she can flip you with, you know, flip you over her head. Yep. So, but anyway, yeah, so it's going to be, uh, I, I think SmackDown, if it's played up right with the matches, should be a good show tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, looks, I, I know we'll be, like paper, at least. I know we'll be watching it, so we'll, uh, we'll be able to go over stuff during the match while we're watching it, I'm sure. But, um. Yeah. Huh? The, the, what do you mean? The Yankees are on tomorrow night. I don't watch SmackDown when the Yankees are on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll watch it if you're here. Uh, you don't have to make an exception for me. You want to watch the Yankee game? Watch the Yankee game. I'll go in the other room and watch SmackDown. Not a big deal. But, um, yeah, so I think uh, SmackDown will be a good show. Um, the pay-per-view, like I said, the... Um, WrestleMania Backlash, they add two more matches. I think it's going to be uh, a real good card, depending on which two matches they add. And, um, you really think they're only going to add two, eight, two more? You think they're only going to have eight matches? I, I, I think eight. I really do. Really? Yep. Or maybe, maybe this is where we see a pre-show match. Because I don't think WWE has ever had an odd number of matches on a pay-per-view. Like nine matches or 11 matches or whatever. They always seem to have an even number of matches. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to add and, you know, you know, tomorrow night I'm I, I want to I'm you know surprising as as it may sound, I really want to see the uh, um. Well, they have seven matches at Elimination Chamber. Oh, okay. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the Ricochet Shanky match because I want to see a how Ricochet handles a wrestler the size of Shanky. And to see Shanky in his first his first shot at a championship. Yeah, but uh, Ricochet's got to win that one. I I I believe he he will win it. Day one had seven. Oh, okay. Royal Rumble had six, but it had the two Rumble matches. Right. Um, and then obviously WrestleMania had two nights, so that's going to be an even number no matter what. Yep. No, <laughs> but anyway, all right, Greg, anything else you want to add before we close up tonight? Um, I thought there was, but now I don't remember. 
All righty. And like I said, I'll make mention one more time that Saturday, point blank, PAPW will be having their show at the PAPW training facility at 662 Co Avenue, East Haven, Connecticut. Tickets are $20 at the door. So come on down, check it out. Support indie wrestling. It's the hotbed of, of wrestling right now in the Northeast. Definitely check it out. And also, you want. I, I, can't, I can't find it. I thought there's something else I wanted to bring up to talk about, but I, I can't find it right now. I'm not sure what I did with it. All righty. want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in this evening. And uh, on behalf of the Nokes to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Tribute for the Top Rope Report saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you all Sunday evening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.